Welcome to Above the Mean, a podcast for people choosing to live life on their own terms and not for anyone else. Through mindfulness and reflection, we can begin to find our own voice to be our most authentic selves. I'm your host and your favorite delusional manifester, Veronica Thompson. In this episode, I'm joined by the go-to YouTuber and advocate for creating your dream life, Lynette Atkins, who's also my best friend. We definitely did not stay on topic. We bounced around some pretty interesting themes like navigating adulthood, labels and identities, and the need to fit in and belong, as well as spiritual ego, and so, so much more. The wine definitely started to kick in around that 45-minute mark, and I think it definitely shows, but I will say we did have one little technical problem with the audio near the middle. It gets a little echoey, but just bear with us. It only lasts for about eight minutes or so. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoy our chat and I hope you guys find some real gems to take away. Welcome back to another episode of Above the Mean. I am joined with my best friend, Lynette Adkins, aka the go-to YouTube influencer for shaping your life and creating your own dream life. Today, we're going to talk about is it better on the other side? I really want to talk about and dive into influencer culture a little bit and kind of talk about how I feel like people have one perception of what it means to be an influencer, but there's also this whole other side that I feel like not a lot of people see, not a lot of people talk about. And so I definitely want to dive into that with you and also just kind of dive into the fact that both you and I are going to be turning 25 real soon and that's so crazy to me it literally hit me in the shower this morning as i was getting ready and i was just like bro because i feel like we were just 21 like two seconds ago i feel like i'm still 18 no i feel like i'm still 18 i was thinking about this like last night i was like i feel like i'm still a kid i still very much ask my mom when i should be making my doctors and dentist appointments (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i call her to talk to her about my day it's just like it's not giving like it's not giving adult like i I don't even know. I think it's also because we had the pandemic too. So think about we literally were kids and then like we're thrown into like this like time hole or whatever and then suddenly we're adults. It's super. It doesn't make any sense. It's like our blip. Like we had a blip. No, literally. We had our own little blip and it sucked because the pandemic happened actually right before my 21st birthday. It was the day before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then literally just everything shut down. That's so crazy that it was that long ago too because it feels like it was like just yesterday. That's crazy. Time is just, honestly, time isn't real. No, it's not. Time is a social construct. I'm like, no, I'm like, bro. Like, really? really No, I've just been thinking about this a lot. It's actually been really stressing me out. Like, I actually really dislike it. Wait, elaborate. Well, it's not that I dislike, oops, it's not that I dislike the fact that I'm getting older. It's just the fact that, like, I have so many, like, the things that I have to think about or the things that I have to do, like, as an adult, I feel like they're just things that you would never even think about. And it's like half of me just wants to sit around and, like, watch TV and, like, play games and, like, have fun. But it's like the other half of me, like, has to, like, think about like a fucking 401k and like you know and it's so weird because I was really kind of thinking about this in the sense that we're taught all these low-key random subjects in school but I have no idea really how to do my taxes I have no idea how to really finance buy a car I have no idea how to really be an adult and it's it's really kind of unsettling because I think I talked about this a little bit in my last episode is the fact that this your 20s are such an interesting and awkward period because it's essentially the only time period where no one's really telling you what to do it's like you came out of college you came out of or if you didn't go to college like you came out of high school and like 
it's the first time really in your life where you're kind of free to do whatever you want, but at the same time, you're kind of scared because you have all these societal pressures and like your parents telling you what you should be doing. And it's yes. just like, you're not even given the time to really figure out what you want to be doing. Yes. And I feel like we're so used to being guided down a specific path. And then it's kind of like, okay, you graduate. And then it's like, okay, here you go. Like you can just do whatever you want now. And it's like, there's very little guide rail or guidelines for how you should be living your life. And it's like kind of scary. It's like, okay. No, I agree. Like, what am I supposed to be doing now? Because we're not really taught in school how to like be independent. And like, like you said, like buy a car, like do the things that like we're actually supposed to be doing. It's like, you have to figure it all out by yourself. So what do you think is one way that you've kind of gone about adulting? Like, how do you, how do you kind of figure this stuff out? I feel like for me, I'm just kind of like every time that there's something I have to figure out, I'll just kind of like dive straight into it and like watch. There's so many YouTube videos about everything. There's so many like ways to go online and like learn stuff. So like right now, for example, I'm like looking into buying a house and it's like, okay, this is just like, I haven't heard about half of these things that I have to do to prepare for buying for like buying a house, especially as someone who's like self-employed. I feel like everything I do, I'm just figuring it out as I go. And it's kind of like, you're just literally being thrown into like, it's like, you know, like when people like try to like teach their kids how to swim and they just like throw, like there's the dads that like just throw them in. Like, the, yeah, like, and it's like, like okay, you're just either going to sink or swim. Yes. And I feel like that's just really like what adulthood is. It's like, you have to just like, whenever it comes, if you're like, I don't know, I feel like someone who has like generational wealth or someone who comes from like a family who like has, you know, like everything figured out for them, it's different. But I feel like for most of us, like most people that we know, I feel like it's very much like you kind of figure things out by yourself, you know? Honestly, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I really do because I feel like I think you said it really well in the sense that, yeah, adulthood is kind of learning to be independent. It's learning to do stuff by yourself. It's learning how to cope with things by yourself. It's learning how to deal with traumas by yourself. And it's just like that can feel a little like isolating at times because it's like I feel like for me, sometimes it's very difficult for me to express my feelings. I'm definitely always just very happy and go lucky. And it's hard when times are tough and you don't necessarily know or feel like you can lean on someone because you don't want to burden them. Yes, especially because like, and it's just crazy because I was like, watch, I just told you I was watching videos from like last, I was watching like old YouTube videos that I had posted and I was watching videos of us from when we were in college and like when we would like be doing all this stuff together, like going out and like our trips. And it's like literally just our everyday lives when we were in school, it's like you're constantly surrounded by people. So like as you're like figuring out your life, you're like growing up, you know, like you're in college, like kind of trying to plan out your future. It's like you have other people around you constantly to like go to and like lean on and like talk to all the time. Whereas when you're an adult, especially I think because of the pandemic again, it's like we literally just got like thrown into like like this vortex of like adulthood. And now it's like, okay, figure out everything. And also now you don't have people surrounding you 24 seven. It's going to be completely different, you know? Yeah, no, it really does. Because we used to, like, we could literally just walk to each other's house and, exactly. like, go walk to the twins and just talk to, you know, it's, like, whenever you It's, like, you had your on. community. You had your yes. friends or your family. And it's, like, now, after graduating, that community, it's, it's a little bit broken, or not broken, but it's kind of smaller in the sense that I feel like also a lot of us have moved away. And so, yes. dude, that's why I'm, like, don't move. 
stop okay i don't want to talk about that <laughs> i literally don't <laughs> no that is so crazy because that, like that's actually gonna happen like within the next few weeks i don't want to talk okay <sighs> i love how we've just kind of <laughs> <laughs> bro i can't take you i didn't have to get it <laughs> Bro, it's because I have like a mode that I'm in when I'm on camera and it's I try I feel like it to me in my head it's very similar to how I am in person, but I realize when I'm with you. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't know if I just bring out the like goofiness in other people or like the weird I don't know. I think for me it's also because I'm so used to recording by myself. So when there's a camera on with someone else, it's because so who else do you you don't really record videos with other people. Mm-hmm. I always do videos by myself. Wait, so I took your video virginity? Exactly, you're a little bit special. She's you, I think you actually took my podcast virginity. Yeah. Or no, maybe it was... No, we're going to say I did. Okay, we'll say that you did. Yeah, we're I did. Yeah, I did. You're really the only podcast that I consistently come on. Like, I don't get, go on any other podcast. So I feel like it'd be <laughs> awkward. Yeah, yeah, it'd kind of be like you're cheating on me. Exactly. I'm glad that you know. I do feel like we need to start a podcast together at some point, but we'll talk about this later. Let us know. We'll we'll put out the feelers. Do you guys want a Lynette and Veronica podcast? I feel like everyone is going to say yes. You be the determiner. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we're not going to get through this. We're not. Okay, ready? I love how we have yet to actually get into the questions that we've I have. Not, we've not done one question. Not a single one. Well, that's okay. That is to be expected. But as we're circling back around, I really want to get into, I think, this notion with you about, is it better on the other side? Because I feel like a lot of people believe that when you go after your passion, like, you're going to achieve this financial freedom and have all this free time. But in actuality, oftentimes people end up working 24-7. So I feel like a lot of people, when they are pursuing their passion or doing their passion project, instead of working a uh, 40-hour week, they're usually working like 50 to 60 hours. So is it really better or is that just kind of the lie that we tell ourselves? I think it depends Like, because I think at the end of the day, for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur or like just be their own boss, naturally, you're going to put in a lot more time into that thing than you would a nine to five and also being an entrepreneur one thing that i didn't realize was going to happen when i quit my job was there's a lot more pressure to be working all the time because your income is reliant on you so it's like if you're working nine to five and you're working from home especially it's like okay you can kind of like sit around and like you know kind of not waste time but like you can be doing less and you know that you're at the end of the day you're still gonna get your paycheck every single month whereas when you're an entrepreneur and you're solely relying on yourself for your income it's a lot more pressure and like like almost like anxiety to be productive more often because you know that you're like you're the direct person who's responsible for your income yeah exactly so would you yeah I, i definitely can see how that's like one of the top worries for a lot of entrepreneurs because it's like you're relying on yourself. You have yeah. no one else to really fall back on if shit hits the fan. And yes. so I think one thing that a lot of influencers, and please correct me if I'm wrong, struggle with is staying kind of relevant because of that. It's very hard, especially nowadays, where it's like you see more and more influencers popping up. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, the market is getting more and more saturated. So do you ever feel kind of that like worry of like kind of staying on the cutting edge, coming up with new stuff so that you are constantly gaining more followers, constantly mm-hmm. actually like expanding upon your brand? Definitely, yeah, because 
like at first when I was doing content, it was like I was doing it just for fun. Like I was making videos like, you know, like I was making videos like out of my like room in college, like with my phone. Like it was very much like I was doing it out of excitement for the thing. And I still love what I do now, but I feel like there's definitely more of that pressure where it's like, okay, especially once you quit your job and again, you're relying on doing content full time. It's like you're literally getting paid to stay relevant. So you have to consistently be showing up and consistently be on camera in order to pay your bills. And so your relationship, I feel like with content is just naturally going to change. Like once you kind of start doing it like full time. So you're talking about the relationship with content changes, but what about kind of the relationship with yourself in the sense that do you feel like you've kind of lost touch of who you are? Do you think that because of doing content, it's made you become more aware of like your authentic self? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I would definitely say like, I think that I still, I'm at a place where I think I still definitely have like a healthy relationship with myself and like productivity and especially productivity when it comes to making content because I still really do enjoy it. But it's definitely, I've had to be like more intentional about being authentic and about like making sure that I'm still enjoying the journey and I'm not doing it just to be focused on the income or the paycheck that can come from it. Cause like as an influencer, it's like, okay, most of my income comes from sponsorships. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, you're, you know, at one point I remember like at one point in my journey, I got, um, a manager, like I had like management, which was really nice. And it's like helpful to have that. But it's like a lot of times, you know, you're talking to a, to a manager someone who's kind of like, you know, negotiating brand deals for you and all that stuff. And they really want to see you pushing out as much content as possible. They want to see you pushing out brands. And it's like, at the end of the day, I never have, I've never seen my content as like, like I enjoy doing brand deals, but it's like not what I, I feel like for me, my relationship with my content is a lot more than just like pushing brands. So it's like, you have to kind of find that balance of like, okay, what's going to bring me in money? How can I make sure that I am, you know, putting myself in a position so that brands notice me, so that brands want to work with me, yada, yada, yada. But also how can I make sure that I'm really prioritizing my audience and my relationship with my community and myself, right, in my content. So I really have to, for me, it's been a journey of having to really like learn how to say no to things, like say no to a lot of brands, say no to like certain checks, um, for the sake of like really just being authentic to me and what makes sense for me. Like now at this point in my, like, I think I would say like the beginning of my journey, I was very like, Oh, I'll work with any brand, not yeah, any just, brand, but, but like just saying yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, like if yes a brand, to all the opportunities. Yeah. If a brand's going to pay me a lot of money and like I would use them then like, yeah, I'll work with them. But like now I'm a lot like more selective about who I work with. I'm a lot more selective about just like even like what content I'm putting out. Cause when you're starting out as a content creator, you also have to like, like a huge thing is like consistency and putting out as much content as possible. And now I'm like, okay, like let me take a second and really breathe and like look at, okay, how, like am I putting out content just for the sake of putting things out or am I putting out content like I'm actually like proud of and things that like I actually like wanna be putting out, right? So it's like learning kind of like find that balance. That's been like a major thing for me, I think. And I definitely understand that burnout, I think, is a big thing, especially for content creators. Like, what do you what are some things that you do when you're feeling kind of just like not feeling it? You're Mm. done. You've made like five, 10 videos. What are what are some things that you do to kind of counteract the burnout? Yeah, I feel like I, I really try to be intentional about giving myself space to step away from 
content and like being on camera and being on my computer so i feel like just being on technology just in general is a lot and we're constantly on technology so i have to be very i'm trying to get better about this but i i, I try to be really intentional about putting technology away and like not even like consuming content when i'm mm. trying to give myself a break because sometimes i find myself like taking a break from making content and then i'm just like consuming other people's content and then i feel like this pressure to go back and make even more so i try this weird cycle yeah it's a weird cycle and it's like all this pressure so i try to give myself room to just like take a break from technology get off my phone like go out into nature hike and do stuff like that because i feel like before like i would I would also like do like tra- I would travel a lot and that mm-hmm. would kind of be like my vacation time and my time to like really like do like a mental reset. I think now I'm kind of having to really learn how to like enjoy time with like just myself and like not like not feeling like I need to be in a new environment in order to relax. So I think for me one major thing that tends to kind of burn me out or like I guess one thing that I struggle with is when I'm home I feel like I need to always be working because there's Mm. there's not really a a line between like work and play because my life is me like my work is me showing my life so I'm having to learn now okay like I'm here I'm in Austin I'm home and maybe I'm gonna take the day off and I'm really gonna have like I'm, I'm having to learn how to like really let myself like take that time off versus feeling the need to like get on my computer and like do something or film myself or whatever you know no i definitely agree because that segues perfectly into one of another like topic i wanted to get about was the fact that i feel like a lot of times people tie their self-worth to productivity because i know i definitely struggle with that especially when i first started working from home and i didn't really have too many projects i so i literally just spent a lot of time basically trying to find ways to fulfill my day fulfill like And I got really, I think, not necessarily annoyed, but I started having anxiety about not doing enough Mm. and feeling that I should be doing more. But at the same time, there was not necessarily really anything more that I could be doing. So it's just like, why is it that we always feel this consistent need to just constantly be going and doing things and it's just like even i struggle with this because as yes. you know i'm a very very busy person you're always going <laughs> you're literally always going like I, you literally just well i like guess they don't know but like, you literally just when you got two hours of sleep last night no, you're yeah. just going all the time and i'm up like i'm fully awake fully functioning yes i got two hours of sleep i woke up this morning i finished editing the podcast went to my dentist appointment worked yes. for a little bit my friend asked me to hop on a project and do a voiceover project with him, did that, That's came so back, crazy. got these questions together, worked a little bit more of the nine to five, yeah, I don't know how you cleaned did up, did my hair. Cleaned up on top of all that though. Yes. I'd, I'd be burnt up. I did all this and all I asked this girl to do was bring a bottle of <laughs> <laughs> No, because I had wine at my place and I was trying to get ready to No, cute. I did all of that today <laughs> and she could not bring me one I literally can't because I saw your text and I was oh, I was starting to get ready and then I was like I'm just gonna bring the water. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's just like I I'm always going and I feel yes. like I'm really struggling with letting myself just take a break. And yeah. it wasn't until honestly I was in bed sick and I literally couldn't move. I was having like really really bad period cramps to the point where I was like kind of like throwing up and stuff and I literally called my mom and she was just like, 
take the day, like literally just take the day and stay in bed. And I was like, no, but I have to do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this is your body telling you to Telling rest. you. Yes. Cause I feel like sometimes we work ourselves to a point or like we're doing too much to a point where our bodies will like literally force us to stop and to rest. And I feel like I've gone to that point so many times that I'd be like, same thing as you, it's like, you're frustrated. And then you're like, oh, I need, like, I need to be doing stuff. Like, I'm like, I can't just rest, but it's like, you literally are being forced to just like chill out because if you don't take the break, it's like your, your body's going to make you take it. You know, I definitely agree. It goes back to honestly, just being aligned and being aware of just how you feel, because I feel like yeah. when you're aligned with your mind and your body, like your body will tell you when you need rest like exactly you said. and it's like your mind will tell you when you need rest and so it's like in order to have them properly work together they have to you have to treat them with respect you have to treat them with a little bit of grace and kind of you have to be your own best friend no literally you have to like take care of yourself because i think oftentimes we're a lot harder on ourselves than we would be on our best friend or like on like I always would say like take care of yourself the way that you would take care of like a little kid because like we always have like an inner child within us and yeah. sometimes we like ignore that and we're super hard on ourselves and then again like our body will will get sick or like we'll have mental health issues or whatever because we don't understand that like we have to give ourselves like the same love that we give other people mm -hmm. so yeah that's a big thing that I had to like learn for sure and it's hard I think especially when it's like for me at least a huge like where, when I struggled with burnout the most was when I was trying to free myself of my nine to five, because it was mm -hmm. like, okay, I can put in like for, I remember for me at one point when I was trying to quit my job, I was like working my like nine to five, but then it's like, same thing. It's like, I would stay up to like two in the morning editing a video. And I remember at one point I was like trying to post three videos a week on YouTube. So I, I was just literally always editing, always filming, always like, I was just going, going, going. No, I remember that because that was the time you literally could not do anything. Yes, would ask you to hang out and you would never yes, come. I would not socialize with anyone. Like I just was so focused, like laser focused on like getting to where I wanted to be, which like, obviously I'm glad I'm where I'm at today, but like, I was definitely like not okay. Like I was like going, like I was just, like I literally told you, I was like watching one of my old videos the other day and I was like, I don't know how, like I was such a different person like a few years ago. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like what we had talked about a little bit earlier, we kind of breathed, oh my gosh, I don't know why I can't speak words today. We kind of like breezed over where you were talking about brand deals. Cause I feel like that's yeah. one like very glamorous side of being an influencer that a lot of people see and it makes them ultimately want that. But I feel like there's a lot of also cons and like, not necessarily ugly, but like the bad side that a lot of people don't see. So could you talk a little bit about that, about just maybe some of the more the negative things that come with being an influencer? Yeah, like being an influencer overall or like with brand deals? Being just an overall. influencer, yeah, overall. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like, kind of like we were saying before, where it's like, you're, with being an influencer, you're getting paid to stay relevant. So it's really, really fun and it's an amazing job because you're getting, you're getting paid to be yourself, you're getting paid to share yourself online but it also comes to the cost of having to consistently do that and having to consistently show up. So again, when you're working like a nine to five, it's like your paycheck is always gonna come regardless. Whereas when you're an influencer, it's like, you know, you may have a week where you're going through something, you're maybe sick or you're going through a hard time. And it's like, you don't really feel like being on camera. You don't really feel like maybe even sharing like what you're going through, but there's that pressure there to show up and, you know, 
like share what's going on in your life, being transparent. Like for me, my content is very personal to me. So I feel that pressure to kind of like always be sharing what's going on, but you don't always feel like doing that. Right. And then it's like, there's the pressure of being consistent. And I just don't think that that's realistic for most people long-term. Cause again, like I was posting three videos a week at one point and I'm like, I, there's no way I could be doing that at this point in my life. Like, I just don't think I could do it. Um, but you know, like I, I think overall for me, the pros of being a content creator definitely outweigh the cons. Like I'm really grateful for my job. Like I would never complain about it, but I just feel like it's, it's a lot of things that people don't fully realize. And I don't think that being a content creator is for everyone. And I say that a lot because I feel like it's very, mm. it's just one of those things where it's like, it's, it's a lot more pressure than it looks like, like you said, like from the outside looking in, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that's really interesting for you to say that it's not necessarily for everyone because I feel like yeah. literally everyone and their moms are trying to be like, there's dog content creators. Yes. It's very much become the new norm. It's the new hot job. Like I yeah. feel like before that it was like being a doctor, being a lawyer, you know? Yeah. And now I know. It's like being a content creator. Yeah. I don't know who, I think I maybe read this somewhere or I don't know. I maybe like on Twitter I saw it or something, but it's like, if you ask like a lot of like kids nowadays, like people who like on, who are in like elementary or like middle school, a lot of kids are like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber, which is so crazy because like to us when we were kids, that like wasn't a thing. Like to you know? be honest with you, I really did not start watching YouTube until like maybe college or so. Like really, I think the only YouTubers I watched were Fred and Jenna Marbles. Ah, Fred, bro, I used to love Jenna Marbles. Though, I'm not gonna lie. I really like those are the only two she people I watched, and then it was just like I never because to me, I thought YouTube was for like help videos. Like I would watch oh. YouTube on like how to do my laundry, how to do like, you know, like how to videos. You would, you would use YouTube as like a search engine, like to look things up. Yes. But it never dawned on me until college, like talking to my roommates and stuff where they're like, oh yeah, I used to watch, what's his name? David Dobrik and like, oh yeah, that's the only YouTuber I know. <laughs> so many for me i started watching youtube when i was i think like in middle school or like early high school so i'm not gonna lie i had a lot of people that like i feel like i like grew up with like i would watch them like and i would because at first it was the same thing for me it's like i would like search things like how to do my makeup how to do my hair i remember when i went natural mm -hmm. i was always looking at youtube videos of yeah. that but i got from a really young age i feel like when like you know it was that age of like people just kind of becoming influencers i got really sucked into like the world of YouTube and I was like really like into like following people's lives and like watching them grow and then overnight people became like very much like like damn near like celebrities from doing YouTube and they got like millions of dollars and I was like oh like people can actually make money from this it's like because I wonder what the correlation is I mean YouTube is essentially reality TV but yeah. it's like you don't have like all the cool perks and stuff so yeah. well I mean now people have like hype houses and things like that yeah so it's different but it's just very interesting to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too much of a narcissist. I was like, I'm more focused <laughs> on my own life. I got too much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's, it's like a whole new world. It's like people will, there's so many people who just like, like watching other people's lives. And I like to do the same thing where it's like, I'll, there's some days where I just like to scroll through and like check up on people who I don't even know. Well, it's but like you get so into it. Essentially. Or so, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what it means. It's the... Like the, I think actually Trini used this in a video. She yeah. talked about it. It's the feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers passing in the street, has a life as complex as your own. Mm, yeah. Which they are constantly living despite our own personal lack of awareness in it. So yes. it's like 
the fact that low-key everyone is their own main character yes and so it's like i think through youtube you get a glimpse and see what other people's lives are like but then it's like you often compare that to your own life and that's where i think the real detrimental side of it comes to well this is the thing i feel like we kind of talk about a lot where it's like what's that movie that we watched um nerve yeah where it's like you you say this all the time you're like there's people who are watchers and there's people who are players, players. are you a watcher are or you a player, player? yeah and I, I remember we watched that movie a few weeks ago and i was like okay i get it now like i get what you were saying because yes it's true but i definitely feel like and i talk about this all the time i'm like i feel like literally if everyone just realized that like you are the main character in your own life and you treat yourself like you're the main character then anyone could be doing that it's just that some people don't see themselves in that way so some people prefer to watch other people doing things how do you think that you began to see yourself in a more main character light well, that's a question i'm just rolling with the questions maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a narcissist Ooh. no just kidding <laughs> i think we're all a little bit narcissistic i think everyone's a little i think especially like anyone who like puts themselves out there online is a little bit narcissistic Ooh. in some way but i don't think that's like necessarily like a bad thing like, no because i feel like narcissist has gotten a very negative connotation same with being like what's the word Con not confident cocky and confident like there's a difference yes. between being cocky and being confident yes and i think the narcissist is just someone who's aware that they like themselves and i think you should like yourself. you should like yourself because i think for me i spent so much of my life not liking myself exactly. and i was actually talking to my therapist about the other day that honestly it wasn't until maybe like a year and a half two years ago that i genuinely started liking who I was mm -hmm. and that came from me just kind of doing my own self-growth journey hanging out with myself and like actually spending time with myself and being like you're really cool like I see now why yeah, other people like to hang out with you yeah like you're like, I get it now yes because yes, I feel like honestly we we spend so much of our lives like learning how to like we like look up to other people or we look at other people for like almost like validation of ourselves yeah but it's like I don't know, I think for me, and I'm sure it's the same thing with you, because I feel like we talk about this all the time, it's like... Yeah, I feel like for me, my spiritual journey really helped me kind of realize that, like, I'm the main character of my own life, because you've read the book, The Four Agreements. Yeah. Okay, that book, and, like, there's a few other books that I've read, but that was one of the major books where I was like, oh, shit, like, okay, I'm really living in my own world, like, this is, like, my own reality, no one else... Like, everyone else's perception of me is based on their own world. That book just really helped me realize, like, okay, you're literally just living in your own reality. So it's like, why would you be taking into consideration other people's opinions and their perceptions of the world as much as you would your own? Does that make sense? No, yes, because I definitely, I just actually got to the part where I just finished it, but the part that I was reading where it was talking about your second dream and how mm -hmm. it essentially talks about how your first dream is the dream that is kind of conditioned into you by society. It's the mm -hmm. dream of wanting, you know, the white picket fence and the two kids and a dog. Mm -hmm. And it's like your second dream is when you become aware that that was a dream that was conditioned into you and that you're actually able to kind of form your own dreams and yes. start literally, I guess, essentially working on your own path to creating your own dream life it's like ultimately waking up to the fact that you can create your own life you yes. can create your own dreams you don't have to rely on the dream of someone else like you should create your own exactly so i feel like the whole thing with like obviously like narcissism is like one whole other thing but i feel like being obsessed with yourself or being so in love with yourself or like seeing yourself as the main character 
to a point where you're really focused on yourself and you're not afraid to share yourself online and all that stuff. You should just like love yourself enough to like know that like, okay, if I'm gonna share myself or if I'm gonna like just be myself or like really focus like on being the main character of my life, like that is going to benefit the, benefit me the most in building my own dream life rather yeah. than like worrying about the opinions or whatever of other people. Yeah, worrying about the other validation or something else. Yes. Like, because at the end of the day, it's you. It's about you. It's yes. your life. It's, Every, yeah, yes. and everyone's like sucked into their own lives so much. Like everyone's so absorbed into their own lives that it's like you might as well be obsessed with yourself enough to be absorbed in your own, you know? Yeah. I think that's, it kind of leads me into one of the main fears that I feel like a lot of 20-somethings feel is the fear of not knowing who they really are. Mm. And I think that comes from just, Honestly, I have very I have a lot of different opinions on it, but I think one opinion of it is I think that by constantly watching other people, we do a little bit disservice to ourselves because it's like a lot of times people will see someone and see like an influencer or celebrity and they try to imitate that mm-hmm. instead of maybe looking inwards and kind of thinking of being their own person. For sure. And I feel like we've been like kind of trained to do that. Like from the time that we're little, it's like there's celebrities that we look up to and just there's always someone to be looking up to and we're kind of told like okay if you like act right or if you do certain things a certain way then you can kind of like fit into the mold and become this person or like do this thing too Mm -hmm. but I feel like you have to like very intent you have to be very intentional about like like you kind of said like being your authentic self to a point where it's like you realize that your path for your life is going to be so different than anyone else's yeah and you have to be like I think if you're watching other people to a point where it's like you're kind of like living out your life through them, then it's really hard to kind of figure out what your path actually is because you're so absorbed in the lives of other people. No, I definitely agree with that because ultimately it comes back to what you're saying is it's like you're living your life for other people because you're searching for that validation from them. And so that's where I think a lot of peace and clarity comes that when you understand that your own validation is the only thing that you need that's when you really begin to live life freely and begin to live life in the sense that fuck everyone yeah like, just do what you want to do yes and i i really feel like when you start living life that way it just becomes more fun like you just you're having more fun and then life becomes easier for you because you're having more fun and you're focused on like yourself you know yeah I definitely agree yeah I feel like you've really helped me kind of learn this I feel like for you you always have been the kind of person where it's like you're just gonna be yourself and you're gonna like show up with whatever energy you have even if because I feel like a lot of times other people are like are not as like energetic as you but you'll always bring the energy regardless so I feel like it kind of always shows me like okay you could just like literally show up as yourself and people will appreciate that versus you trying to match other people's energy or whatever you know I definitely agree and I think I've started realizing this more so with friends because I've noticed that a lot of people I think try to be what they think that you want in a friend Mm. rather than being themselves no for sure and I think that that's something that I kind of recently realized because I know as adults at this uh, as we're kind of approaching adulthood it's hard to make new friends. It, it really is. is. And yeah. I think that in order to foster those meaningful relationships, you have to be you. You have to be authentic. Because yeah. if you're not, people can see right through that. No, for sure. Like easily. Especially like the older we get, I feel like it's just like people just have less time in general where it's like 
when you're in school or you're just younger, like in college or whatever, it's like you just have time to kill. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna hang out with whoever and like just like be around different people. Even if I'm like, even if they're very clearly like not themselves. Yeah. Because people just like wanna have fun. Whereas now it's like, okay, you have to be very intentional about who you're hanging out with. And you can very much tell when someone is not being themselves. And it's like, you don't, you don't wanna be wasting your time on people who are not. Yeah, then it just feels like inauthentic. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't. There's probably a better word for it. But what would you say as to give advice to someone who's trying to figure out who they really are, like who their authentic Mm -hmm. self is? I think it's hard because I feel like there's never like a I don't know. This is like so like esoteric and like like whole like different conversation. But I feel like discovering who you are is never going to be a thing. Like you're always changing. And I feel like we like oftentimes, like you said, like we're raised to believe certain things. So we attach our identity to like what we do, our work, who we're friends with, where we live, yada, yada, yada. Like there's always these things that we attach our identity to. But I feel like as you start unlearning things about society and unlearning, like you realize that like, okay, you know, you have your nine to five, but you're not what, like for me, the way I see it is like, I am who I decide to wake up today and be. Mm. Like who I was yesterday, who I'm going to be maybe 10 years from now, it's kind of irrelevant. Like what I am in this moment is all that there really is. And that's just kind of how I like see the world. But it took me a while to kind of like get to that way of thinking. Cause I feel like for so long I was wrapped up in what society would tell me I am because we attach ourselves like to these labels, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like we've definitely been conditioned to believe that you can only be one thing. And that's why a lot of people very much cling to the idea of one niche or one identity. And that's why I very much like I I, I, yeah, I go against that because I don't like the idea of being one thing, one person, because For me, I have so many different interests and things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a photographer. I'm a graphic designer. I'm an anime lover. I'm a wine mm-hmm. connoisseur. I'm a hiker. I'm like, oh, oh, not a wine connoisseur. I fucking hate you. Let me put <laughs> that in there. Let me put that in there. <laughs> I want to be... There's a name for that, too. Uh, no, it's a wine connoisseur. That's a thing. Yeah, but there's a fancier name. That I think wine connoisseur sounds cool. You, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a chateau. That's no shit. <laughs> oh, that is a thing. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Shit. I don't know if that's what it is. We'll, we'll <laughs> We're going to cut that part out. But it's essentially just like I want to be all these things. Oh, and therefore, yeah. I feel like I can. Like, I, yes. I don't understand. I just I can't fathom the fact that I can't. No, for sure. And I feel like we get so caught up in like these labels. And then especially like, again, it goes back to like social media. It's like there's these niches and like I'm this kind of creator. I'm this kind of creator. But it gets so I just hate that because I feel like it's like, OK, I'm everything and nothing at the same time like i hate the idea of like oh i'm a spiritual content creator because it's like i'm just a person who's just on a journey just living their life like i'm not like a i don't know i just think we attach ourselves to labels too much i'm like it's really never that serious like we can just kind of like wake up today and be like oh i i'm a gym girly because i went to the gym today but like then the next day you can be like oh i'm gonna sit on the couch and watch anime girly like that's you know like it just depends like what your mood is in that moment i definitely agree and it's funny because i think a lot of people probably don't realize you're the one who put me on to anime. Really? Yes, because I remember coming to your house one day. I think you were doing my hair. And you just, you and... Let me was it my here. ex? Yeah, your ex. <laughs> I was like, let me not say. But you and your ex were just chilling and I just came over and I was like, will you do my hair? And you're like, yeah. And I just, I had this distinct memory of us just like... Do you remember what I was watching? Yes, you were watching um, My Hero. 
And I just oh, remember yeah. like being like, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. And then, because I used to give you a lot of shit for watching. No, anime. everyone does. Yeah. And they start watching and they're like, oh. And well, now it's like I've surpassed you and I feel now like you I give you, them. yeah, I give you anime recommendations. Yes. And it just goes to show that like we were saying, people are ever evolving, ever changing. And it's just like, you really can't conform to one thing because had I stuck to that mentality of anime is lame, anime is weird, I never would have found out just how much I enjoy watching it. It's really, it's really deep. It it's is honestly deep. really, cause now, Bro, cause I'm on Hunter x Hunter right now and I'm like, oh my God, this is a whole a spiritual like, no, and I'm awakening. so glad. Yes, because cause it really ties a lot into, I realized Buddhism and just, uh what is it called <laughs> no but i will say that show i'm not gonna lie i thought it was like so mainstream i was like oh everyone watches it. i'm not gonna watch it because i was i like again back to identity i was always the kind of person i'd be like oh i don't watch animes that everyone else watches i watch different ones <laughs> snob <laughs> but now i'm like bro now i get it like everyone like i get there's why a reason why, no i honestly actually i can't say shit because i felt the same way about naruto i was like i'm not gonna watch this because everyone I, loves it and now i'm like <laughs> Rock Lee. I'm a Rock Lee stan. (laughs) Bro, it's crazy. And I feel like even like with movies and stuff, like, because, okay, you're like an art major. It's like, I think we had this conversation once. It's like, you know, people ask you like, oh, what movies are you into? And then you're like, oh, like, I'm only like a Wes Anderson fan. And, like, yes. I'm really into like this. I would give like, my like sophisticated, like cinematic, like, I like Wes Anderson and the nuance of like aesthetics. <laughs> Bro, and then it's but like, then it's Rick- like in real life, I'm like Ricky Bobby's. <laughs> no, like look at some Will Ferrell on, like please. <laughs> like I actually don't think I've ever watched a Wes Anderson movie with you before. But I'm the same way where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm really into like these like yeah. very elite thing. But it's like really, it's like no, we all like. I just think honestly, putting labels on things, like attaching your identity to different things, just make us feel better as people, and then we group ourselves off and like. It's know, because like- we. I feel like we have this weird desire to fit in to like a certain group. Like it's like you need to know your place. For sure. It's like the sense of belonging, I guess. And so that's why I think we often use labels because it's like without them, people don't know who they are. And that's why it's like it's so important to not attach your identity to one label. 100%. But do you also feel like, I don't know about you, but I think about this a lot. Like I feel like our society did a really good job of like convincing us that like you want to belong to a group, but you also want to feel different enough to other people to where you can separate yourself from other groups so you can be like against something because it makes you feel, I don't know, like you belong to something else more. It's like thinking about like, politics it's a very like easy example it's like okay i'm not this person i'm not that kind of person i'm very clearly this kind of person so you get very like attached to like one group or one like identity and then it kind of makes you feel like okay like as long as i know i'm not these things i am these like it just it's a weird thing i don't know i don't know if it was something i was reading or if it was i was talking to someone about this but it's like the quickest way to find out who you are what you like is to figure out what you don't like Mm. and i think that that is something that a lot of people can resonate with to the fact that if you ask someone what they like they're going to be a little hesitant and they're going to give you like, uh, well, I, I kind of like this and I like this. But if you were to ask someone what they don't like, mm-hmm. they are very specific. They That's know, they like know. it's very much more evident and clear to people what they dislike than rather what they do like. Yeah, that's so true. I didn't I, think about that. 
I've never, yeah, I don't know why that is, but that's something that I, like, it's a yeah. really interesting thought or concept. No, because it's definitely true. It's like, yeah, I feel like we're very quick to, like, try to understand, like, what separates us from something or what. I think that we want to belong to things. Like, we want, like, back to, like, identity and stuff. It's like, we want to know ourselves but again we we want to differentiate ourselves from other things and know what we dislike so that we can feel it just goes back to like holding on to like one way of viewing ourselves i don't know yeah it really does and it's It's like you need to be able to kind of expand and open your mind to it's almost like the movie everything everywhere all at once where she was so many different people and so many different personalities but at the same time they were all her yes and i feel like the big thing okay now we're getting like super deep but i feel like for me the biggest thing on my spiritual journey or like the journey of like unlearning things that society has taught me is realizing that like you can really put yourself in anyone's shoes or any like circumstance or whatever and really truly understand it if you make the intention of doing it because honestly i'm not gonna lie there's times where like i feel like there's so many concepts that happen through my head Mm -hmm. but trying to express them and like put them into words and categorize them is so hard so i'm just like what is there even to i was literally thinking about this the other day but from an art standpoint because i oddly enough yes i'm good at communicating but i feel like my words sometimes are just not there like oftentimes yeah. i'm like what's the word or how do you say it i'm like english is supposed to be my first language like <laughs> bro it's because fucking words are just so limiting like it's not even like we think about we're literally put on this planet and like we're these human beings and we just created this language and we're like yeah we're gonna like like words can language can only communicate so much and the fact that everyone speaks a different language but what i was going back to was the fact that like as an artist i feel like that's where we shine Mm. is we capture we paint or we take pictures of things that convey what we want to say but are unable to say and i think that's where a lot of people get very drawn into influencers because they find that or they found someone who is able to say the words and say how they feel that they didn't even maybe realize themselves and they're just like until they hear someone say or until they're watching these people and they're like wait I feel this way too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't heard it said in the same way or done in the same way before. Yeah. Cause I think especially like with influencing, it's one thing. Cause like a lot of times when we're posting content online, we're just exchanging words. And so it's like, again, it's very limiting, but like being an artist, it's like, okay, you have a way of expressing yourself in the way in which you see the world that goes beyond just the English language or whatever. So that's like a whole other thing in itself. But I think with content, it kind of gets mixed in. Like people get to be creative and express themselves visually with like video and B-roll and maybe with their fashion or I don't know. Like a lot of like lifestyle content is people showing them in their everyday lives, but they like they show the beauty of it and they show them like romanticizing their, their lives or whatever. So it's kind of like a mix of like expressing yourself artistically, but also... I mean, it is art. Yeah. It is art. Yeah, like it's said, art in its yeah. own way. It is art. And then, like you said, it's like, yeah, people see themselves in that thing or see versions of themselves and they, like, really identify with it. It's kind of cool. Speaking of seeing versions in themselves, I know I had this down as a fun question. What's a character that you see yourself? Let's do, oh, okay, I don't know. If it's, we, it's, talked, we talked about this a little bit before, but I feel like the first thing, well, it's only because I'm watching the show right now. It's hard for me to think of, like, something outside of it. But which show? I feel like you're gone and i'm Kilua. like that's very like a like you're very the happy like smiley like you're the more likable one and i'm the more like 
what's the word not like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm the more just like no but it's, it's like, just like fire and fire and ice, ice. yeah <laughs> i don't fucking neither of us say ice <laughs> wait no but it is because it's like ready it's two best friends who are literally living their own life like but no i think that that's a really good one because i feel like we work because of our differences we've often said this like you're night i'm day baby (laughs) baby (laughs) i might have it right no it didn't feel like you went out of your way to say that really upset me I'm yin and your yang. Okay, no, you have to go. What's what character would you say that that we, we are? Okay, you know what I was thinking about the other day. It was a question that I wanted to ask Ray, but we didn't get to it. Um, was what is a romantic comedy movie that you feel shaped how you perceive love? Easy, very easy. Ooh. <laughs> it's because I heard you ask this question the other day, and I thought about it. Um, how to lose a guy in ten days. Have you oh, seen the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. One of my favorite rom-coms, and the reason why is because I'm convinced that movie, well, first of all, I would say Twilight, maybe one, but we'll get to that. I feel like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days showed me that no matter how peculiar and weird and crazy you act, a guy who wants you is going to fucking want you regardless. <gasps> Wait, it doesn't yes. matter. And being a hot girl and being cool, but more than anything, it's being confident in yourself and loving yourself, knowing yourself. People love it. People will eat it up always, especially yes. men. That was a good one. Honestly, I was I would not have expected that, but I I like it. I yeah. like that answer. What's yours? A rom com that shaped how I perceive love. I'm I low key like to feel like I'm a pimp, but I think deep down I'm a simp because I want to. St- <laughs> I can't. Please stop rhyming. I can't fucking do it, dude. I didn't even mean to. No, <laughs> I fucking like on purpose. That's just how good I am. I'm. I'm leaving. Like I'm actually leaving. Like, I'm not. I'm not doing this. Okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay, wait. okay. So I feel like I was gonna say a walk to remember. No, oh. but it's because that is one of my favorite. That's not a rom com though. I was like, okay, let me think. A rom com. Yeah, that's a hard one because yeah, it's not. Honestly, it's not a movie, but it's because it's something that I'm currently watching, and so I'll go with that. Is Degrassi. Because I feel mm. like Degrassi honestly showed me that you can have multiple loves and boyfriends <laughs> and girlfriends. That was not the answer I was expecting at all. Because it was just the fact that these people will break up and they'll find a new boyfriend or girlfriend a within minute. like a day. And it's just like they're over it. But it's like they still love them with all their hearts. And then it's like on to the next one, on to the next one. I and love I, that. I feel like... It definitely reinforced that fact for me that it's just like there's multiple loves out there. There's a there's a sea of people out there. Yes, and that's yes. kind of crazy because they're like they're just in one high school, so it's like if they can do it, we have the whole the whole world is our our oyster. Yes, and that's a good one. Thanks. I, I thought it was gonna be like some deep ass like some deep ass movie on like love and like a lesson that you learn, but no. <laughs> but I love it. Degrassi. It's just Drake, just yeah. young Drake. Okay, this was an interesting notion that I kind of thought about in the shower, and I kind of just want to pick your brain about it. Okay. I feel like a lot of times when we begin our self-growth journey, you kind of remove a lot of toxic habits in your life. Mm. And by doing that, I feel like your life becomes obviously more stable and healthy. Yeah. But because of that, I think it kind of gets 
a little boring. And so I kind of want to talk about the notion of healthy chaos. I love this one. Because I literally was just talking about this in a YouTube video as well, where it's like someone... Someone was asking about like clubbing on your spiritual journey and like whether or not it's healthy or something. What did you, what do you think? I was saying this and I I feel like you know this because you see me personally like go through this journey where at one point I was like, I'm on a spiritual journey. I'm healing, blah, blah, blah. blah. I can't go out. I can't do anything. Like I'm not going to. Your annoying face. (laughs) Yes, my annoying ass face, the way you're fucking looking at me. (laughs) I was like so like caught up in like, okay, this is what healing looks like. And I can't, I have to remove everything from my life in order to learn and grow. But then it gets to a point where you have to realize where it's like, you have to realize it's like, okay, if you are just staying in the house and meditating and journaling and doing nothing all day, then you're not really healed because you're, you're avoiding life. You're avoiding stepping outside of your comfort zone in order to feel safe. And I feel like if you're really truly grounded in yourself and you're really enjoying the journey of life, then you're going to be able to go out and live life and have a little bit of chaos happen and be present in that and enjoy it. And learn from it in order to grow even more. Oh, yeah. I actually really, really like that. I really... Because I feel like a lot of times people who are on their self-growth journey and kind of working to better themselves and doing the healthy steps of like maybe not drinking or stuff mm-hmm. kind of look down on other people who are going out and doing things like that. And I For don't sure. feel like it's not, it's very counterproductive. For sure. And I think it's a part of like a lot of people's journey. Like I think that... Some people have phases where they're like, it's, it's, it makes more sense for them to not drink and to isolate themselves or whatever. Like, I think that's a very natural part of, you know, again, when you're on your self growth journey and you're discovering all these things, you, I think naturally will cut yourself off from things sometimes. But I think that that sometimes that does turn into like having this like ego, like this spiritual ego, I kind of call it like Mm. where you feel like, again, like you said, like you're better than other people because other people are doing things that are maybe low vibrational or whatever. And you're not doing those things at all. So then you feel better. But in reality, you're just avoiding living life and, like, I feel like a really good example is people who are like, oh, I'm not dating because I'm focused on healing. I'm just focused yeah. on myself, which I think is so healthy sometimes if you know that you need to, like, not talk to anyone or whatever. But I feel like if you get so stuck in that, then you get kind of, like, trapped into, like, this, like, period of, like, isolation. And then you're scared to date because you feel like you have to be perfect in order to start dating people. But in reality, it's, like, the whole point of dating is to learn about yourself and grow as a person. Like, you're going to get into a relationship and grow and learn. Yeah, because essentially, if if you're always waiting for that moment when you think you'll be perfect, you'll constantly be waiting. Yeah. And so it's just, like, with anything, sometimes you just kind of do it. You just got to jump in and dive in. Yes, because I literally, I feel like literally everything is beneficial to your journey of growing and learning and like becoming the best version of yourself, everything is beneficial to that journey if you make it. Like if you are present in that thing and like trying to learn, just trying to be like the best version of yourself every single day, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's hard. It is hard. It's hard. Because I I feel like it's hard because there are toxic things that like maybe like if you have bad habits or, you know, like there's obviously things that you maybe have to cut out of your life if they're not good for you, if they're not serving you. But I feel like you do have to be able to embrace the chaos or like the duality of life in order to grow and learn from it. You know, like experience, you know, you have, like if like drinking and going out, like experiencing the duality of like the really fun of that that moment, but then being hungover the next morning and the guilt and the anxiety, like that is the fun of life is experiencing the up and the ups and downs of it and like 
about like learning to love yourself even through those moments when you're maybe a little bit mad at yourself from the like the morning after a crazy night or something I know you talk about like experiencing, but it's the fact is life is going to be up and down. Like your life is never really linear. It's always going to have its peaks. It's always going to have its lows. And so it's just ultimately adjusting, realizing that and pushing through it, moving forward and just knowing that life will continue on. Because some people do like just not doing anything and not like... Not that people are boring if you just, you know, stay at home and do nothing, but it's like some people really just like the safety and of their comfort zone, which is fine. But I feel like a lot of people want more and then they look down at other people who are going and doing more and then they resent their own lives. But it's like you could really just have that for yourself if you just go out and step outside of your comfort zone. And I think what it is with that is the fact that, like you said, people love the safety of their comfort zone. For sure. And because of that, it's kind of keeping them trapped in this bubble, whereas they're staying stagnant and not necessarily growing because how you grow is when you push yourself to do uncomfortable things, to kind of honestly fail, to make mistakes. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. And it's like if you're constantly just staying at this place where you know you're good, then you're never really, yeah, there's no growth. For sure. I feel like you always kind of teach me that because you're always doing things that are like, I'm like, okay, like, like you're like, you'll just go out and do try new things, like talk to new people and like go hang out with new people. And you're very comfortable. Not, I I don't even know if the word is comfortable, but like, you're very good about stepping outside of your comfort zone constantly. And I feel like you always kind of like tell me that like, okay, you have to like step outside of your comfort zone in order to experience life and grow. And that's also how you have like the most fun I feel like in life too. I definitely will say, I think I started really appreciating and enjoying life the moment when I stopped looking for other people's validation on Mm. how I should be kind of doing life. Yes. And I think when I stopped waiting for other people, like I think with my solo adventures, that's really when I ultimately fell in love with life because I think a lot of times people wait for other people to do things. Yeah. And it's like when you're comfortable with yourself and when you're comfortable with just experiencing new things and kind of getting uncomfortable Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable has made me become more just open-minded to different things. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And it's a journey. Like, I feel like for a lot of people, like, it's a, it takes time for them to slowly but surely, like, discover what it is that they want to be doing and, like, what, because for some people, like, I don't know, I think a lot of people are not comfortable going out, like you said, and just doing stuff by themselves and even, like, going and getting a coffee by yourself. Like, it can be, like, this really big deal, but as you start doing it more and more, it's like, okay, like, this is actually like i enjoy my own company enough to do things on my own and i think it's baby steps baby steps like anything because it's like i you don't learn how to run before you walk like you have to do little minor things that kind of work yourself up to it yeah i want to get to a point where i'm comfortable with myself enough to where i can go out by myself and we don't go out like like, if i like you see people who go to bars by themselves like that is a different breed. That's, that's that a is, different yeah. breed. And I want to be, like, I'm not to say that I want to do that consistently, but, like, just, getting to yeah. a point where I can do that and just be like, yeah, I'm here, I'm, ha- I'm having fun, I'm comfortable, like, that would be cool. I don't think yeah. I'm there yet. This has been a really good podcast, honestly. It won't be the last one. No, it won't. I know. We'll do another one before you leave. But I guess I'll close it off with one of, this has become now one of my new favorite questions to Ooh. ask people. And it's, what would you call this chapter in your life right now i feel like it's a transition chapter mm-hmm. because 
my I'm going to be moving soon. I'm like in a transition period of like figuring out where I'm even going to live, like what that's going to look like. Again, looking into buying a home. It's a lot of it's a lot of like me spending a lot of time learning about new things, figure adulting, just figuring these these things out. So I feel like I'm in a transition period right now. I like that. I kind of, I asked myself this on one of my YouTube videos and I said, this is my montage phase. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And I literally just posted a TikTok about that. Really? I was like, I feel like, my, like I, I literally posted a TikTok and I was like, I'm treating my life right now like I'm in a motivation montage or something like that. Get out of my freaking Bro, head. Get out of my head. That's crazy. I love that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Wait, this we're so fun. cute. We're so cute. We no. are. This will definitely not be the last time that you guys hear Lynette's voice on this podcast because I'm sure I'll drag her back on before she... I'll pull up regardless. I'll pull up and be here. No, as always, you know, this is honestly, it's always a delight having you on. I always enjoy our conversations and definitely let us know in the comments, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, wherever you find these clips, if you want more and if you have some maybe questions or topics that you would want us to cover on our next episode together. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. It was fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> the way you just said it so quick. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bro, I feel like it's so hard to wrap things up because, <laughs> because I feel like for me, I would literally just keep saying these. Like, yeah, so thanks for having me. And by the way, let me know. <laughs> like, I feel like I could literally talk for like fucking 15 minutes. Well, the thing is, I don't know if you realize this or not. We're best friends, so we can literally talk for hours and hours. We should just do a live stream where we just keep fucking talking. That would be cool. I don't know how to do that. I... We'll look into that. Okay. Let us know in the comments down below if you guys think that we should live stream our lives. <laughs> just constantly be on live. Just you see crackhead energy 24-7. No, okay, but honestly, so in two weeks from now, Lynette and I, along with some of my closest girlfriends, will be in Vegas. And Ooh. that will be a very interesting series of events. I'm excited. I'm going to vlog it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to vlog. Ooh, yeah, that'll be good. So we'll just get, you're going to get a bunch of different scenarios. <laughs> no, it's going to be wild. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And this was actually a dream of mine since high school. So I'm very happy to see this coming full circle and come to fruition, actually. Because yes. this will be my first time in Vegas. So if you guys have That's any right. suggestions of things we should do, places we should eat, definitely send them our way. Yes. I'm excited. I feel like we're just going to be... It's gonna be it. It's gonna be magical. It's gonna be magical. It's gonna be an experience to remember. You get one nut. I was trying to think of that (laughs) (laughs) Not you get one nut. Oh, I know what you're trying to do. Um, it's it's Chrissy Teigen's husband's wife. Well, so whenever I go to Vegas, I think about Frank. When we get there, can we just blast Frank Sinatra? Oh yes, uh, <laughs> I don't, dude, I, I love Frank Sinatra, but I can't think of anything yeah, right now. The fact neither one of us said um, my way. Wait, no, 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 is that Elvis? I literally can. I if you were to play Frank Sinatra song right now, I could sing the whole thing. Are you ready? But do a classic one. Well, obviously. All his songs are classic. Wait, let me see the option. No! Wait, you had to, no, you have to guess. You said no. that you know this song. But it make it like Okay, a- you need to know this song. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> 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 
Do I know the words? I know the words. Me, nothing. Wait. No, turn the music because it's a lot of pressure. Jupiter and Mars. In other words, love me. In other words, I love you. No, we were way ahead because that's definitely not what the part that we're on. But bro, in Vegas, we're, let's let's have a whole performance. Like, let's just surprise people and we'll like have a whole like just like choreographed routine. Yes. 